This edition of True Hill Heat is sponsored to you by Wrestling Travel. Wrestling Travel is an organization that brings wrestling fans from all over the world together to go to your biggest events like WrestleMania, Wrestle Kingdom, and Bound for Glory. To learn more, go to WrestlingTravel.org and also subscribe to the Wrestling Travel YouTube channel and learn all about wrestling travel and check out Lockdown Sessions with Justin Clapper. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Heel Phenom, SP3. We are back once again with True Heel Heat 95. Five more episodes before our 100th episode. On this... (laughs) On this edition, we will be discussing the latest wrestling news, including all of the fallout from NXT TakeOver 31. This week in the G1 Climax 30, WWE possibly running full capacity shows in Florida sooner rather than later. The the latest on WWE's third-party bans, week 49 of the Wednesday Night War between NXT and AEW, and give you our personal picks for the top three moments of AEW Dynamite's first year. I am back once again with the princess of all the true heels, Miss Chrissy Love. Hello, 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 as I rep Jericho for 30 years, you know. Gotta rep it, gotta (laughs) rep it. Very, very appropriate for this episode. And yep. we're we're going to have our resident True Hill alcoholic drunk uh, top guy, JJ, join us very shortly. But first, we have to introduce a very, very special guest right here. This gentleman joined us for our one of our one of our best episodes, I would say. Of, yeah, uh, I think so, too. 2020 for sure, when we broke down the top 10 matches in SummerSlam history. He is <laughs> Talk Sports U.S. editor and co host of talk wrestling every monday from 7 p.m to 9 p.m on talk sports 2 he is the face of wrestling journalism in the uk i put him on my mount rushmore of wrestling (laughs) media this man is very talented he is the interview extraordinaire mr alex mccarthy I was on one of the best episodes of 95. I'm like, wow, that is a big shout. (laughs) Thanks thanks for having me again, guys. I, I could not miss it. We are glad to welcome you back, sir. For anyone who's listening or watching that wasn't with us on the last episode you joined us, please introduce yourself. Tell them a little bit about what you do, sir. Man, it's hard after the introduction you gave me, man. You laid it all on the table. Uh, uh, yeah, as uh, as Sid says, man, or SP Street, my bad. Uh, <laughs> you know, can't break that fourth wall right there. Uh, yeah, so obviously I'm the US editor for TalkSport here in the UK, and I'm a radio presenter of the only wrestling show on national radio here in the UK. Uh, wow. man, I've been putting in the work for a while now, like um, in terms of interviews and getting out there and, and you know covering wrestling shows. And things of that nature. Uh, so I actually checked it not long ago. My first interview was with the Big Show, and that was four years ago. Wow. I had that anniversary a couple of weeks ago now. So four years I've been in the game, uh, trying to build up this thing, man. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> great. And uh, I'd love to drop some news. I know, I know, SP3. You know what the news is, brother. But uh, <laughs> no, please, please. No, I can't. I can't. Not till Monday. But. Um, <laughs> But this is actually going to be one of like my final podcast appearances for the foreseeable future, man, because we're going to be locked in 
with this uh, new thing. I'm being super vague, but this new thing. And uh, man, yeah, it's, I, I can't wait to. Uh, I'm sure you'll talk about it next week because uh, it's kind of some news for SB3 too, which the numerals there didn't add up. It's kind of news <laughs> for SB3 as well. Um, but yeah, man, it's all good. So thank you very much again for having me on. Yes, you making this your last ha- podcast. Yes, well, yes. I, mean, well, I was going to stop by anywhere, Christy. Where was I going to go? <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Yes, he gave a little teaser. We'll have we'll have some we'll have some news on True Hill Heat ninety six for sure. But this edition of True Hill Heat is brought to you by our friends at Wrestling Travel. All our good brothers over there, including Justin Clapper and Danny, check out their podcast. Everything they're due 2021, they're going to be back with a bang and bringing you to live events, which we will talk about on this episode. And we are also proud to announce that we will be the sponsor for Mission Pro Wrestling's Tournament Out of Hell coming up what? on November 6th in Rudu, Texas. This is the promotion brought to you by the NWA World's Women's Champion, Thunder Rosa. So we will have more information on this big event as well as more interviews with talent that's going to be a part of that show. So very proud to announce that. Man, that's big news. You know, Wrestling Travel are good people as well, by the way. Um, They are. They've they've, they've helped me a lot down the years too, man. Um, Wrestling Travel, very good people. Thunder Rosa as well. She followed me on Twitter the other day, man. I was like, ah! (laughs) (laughs) You know, like like sometimes you get followed by people and it's cool, but I was like, oh, for some reason I was like, damn, it's Thunder Rosa, man. So... uh, (laughs) man that's gonna be a good event absolutely i am very excited to what we're gonna do with mission pro wrestling they're doing great things especially for women's professional wrestling and you love to see it we're gonna start off everything by telling you guys everyone watching us on the youtube machine give us a thumbs up share this video with all your wrestling fans we're gonna talk a whole bunch about what's going on in professional wrestling and of course the icard down at the bottom to subscribe at the bell below that to stay notified for all the great content right here on true hill heat and speaking of you the viewers our subscribers we gotta shout you out starting off with our true heel roll call this is where we shout out everyone who's supporting us on social media and on youtube here and as well as our podcast pages on our true heels uh group page on facebook our true heel trinity our top three conversation starters coming in at number three is charles kirkhoff number two the new japan aficionado himself james wims and coming in at number one it's a three weeks straight Negro Buck, Nick Jackson. Woo! Are you gonna be like um like 106 and Park and like TRL? Are you gonna like have to like retire him and like put him in like the Hall of Fame and um maybe you can be our free. You can be the free of this. <laughs> 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 right there for, for right. <laughs> Truly, is that our age, friend. <laughs> yes, show my age. Our uh, true heels that we got to shout out: Jermaine Pacman, Joe Grady, Justin Hollis, a uh, AEW fanatic on uh, Twitter machine, Brandon Khan. And speaking of uh, of people, you're you're a little surprised started following us. Uh, we got AEW music creator Mikey Ruckus followed us on on Twitter this week. So. What? Happy- Happy to yes, happy to hear that. And Mikey, I hope you watch this uh this uh this podcast right here so you can hear us shouting you out, sir. And make right. sure you'll hear a theme, man. Come on. <laughs> theme. Thank you. See, this is why we have Alex Lord. He comes up with the best ideas. <laughs> so 
the subscriber highlight we got a got a, a couple of your comments the the comments king on our youtube channel kayfabe tactics he says yeah these young young line matches have been great yoda the medium is going to be a big player in the future i agree with you about the evil versus kenta match i really like that zsj beat goto so quickly and he also says uh for j news this is for the g1 climax night seven and eight review i hope sonata wins the g1 but loses the briefcase in his last defense before the Wrestle Kingdom just to see your reactions. <laughs> because we all know Jay News is a huge Sonata fan and he called Sonata to win the G1 this year. Uh, Jobber JJ, Ali's uh, number one fan over on, uh, he's one of our our subscribers that came over from Wrestle Talk. He says, Night 5 was incredible. Wool Osprey is just incredible. Um, Cobb versus Suzuki was short, but I want more. Night 6 was fine b block isn't that exciting except for a handful of matches and love zsj versus kenta and he said that on our g1 climax tonight's five and six review kwame shafir commented on true hill heat 94 raw is like groundhog day where it's the same damn thing every week smackdown is now the show that feeling different every week now compared to the past six months where we saw dog food chucked at each other to an embarrassing karaoke contest (laughs) (laughs) at least SmackDown does uh, have decent stuff going on, like the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns, and yes, yep. I gotta wear my show up, my show. Oh, up you got yes. one! Nice. Yes, yes. I did. Yes, I did. Absolutely. I'm, I'm giving you merch money, Roman. But remember me. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, Paul Robinson said WWE NXT was a good show. Ten out of ten show on our NXT Takeover 31 roundtable. So that brings us to what we missed and what we missed of course was nxt takeover 31 in my opinion just my opinion you guys can agree with me or not one of the best wwe shows of the year highlighted by a wwe match of the year candidate with finn balor defeating yes Ali. Uh, finn balor came out of this matchup not unscathed joel was broken, broken. Cracking two different places Ooh. What a, what a but you seen him when he when he caught his face when he when he touched his mouth you you seen it he, you, he was like oh something ain't right yeah. yes yes and he was grabbing it the whole rest of the match and yeah I, I said I would have gave this match like five stars but he had to cut the match short because he was like his jaw was really messed up but I will go to you first Alex what was your opinion on this awesome awesome main event oh man well first of all like you said the card itself from top to bottom as takeovers so often do. It was just it was just delivered in the best way, man. Like uh, um, I've said this on on my own show, the the cruiserweight title. I can't remember caring that much about a cruiserweight title match for months. Like that, <laughs> that's, that's the most it's felt to me. Like maybe since like Gaza Rush. Like yes. that was, that wow. was like last year, like early this year. So um, for them to to kind of get me invested like that, I really thought Swerve was going to take it, man. I really did. Like just the way they positioned him and stuff. Um, you know, obviously EO and Candice, man, they were always going to tear, tear that house down. Um, EO is so, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like, I could just do this all day. Like every match had something about it. And for me, man, it, it, and they did great when like a show or a pay-per-view and it builds to that like crescendo and the main event is it like that. Yeah. And that is how it should be. Right. It should, yeah, Cause I know you get bangers and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, show stealers or whatever, but it's great when you wait for that main event and when you get there and you're hyped for it, like I was hyped all week long for Kyle O'Reilly and Philip Finn Balor 
because like, as a hardcore fan in your head you're like this is just going to be great yeah it was great like <laughs> do you know how fulfilling that is when that happens like you know it's not like i don't know shinsuke and aj at 34 or you know something like that where your head tells you it's going to be something but then it's not quite that these right. two were exactly that man technical it was fluid it was uh, like slick and snug, but brutal too, and like mm-hmm. rugged. It was like it was everything, man. Like um, everything that I could have hoped that those two would bring to the table. Like you said, very unfortunate with the way it broke down. Um, yeah. In terms of like the, the finish, um, and then of course we got Ridge Holland at the finish too with Adam Cole, and now that's even more unfortunate, man. Like <sighs> what, a, what a terrible few days. Um, and wrestling, yep. <laughs> But but most importantly, NXT. It seems like NXT just has like this black cloud over it right now. No man, I mean, I I I put a tweet out today. You look at just the last seven weeks; they've had four major Major. Mm -hmm. to proper players like that. Like any promotion, you know, you 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 chalk it up with AEW main roster. Any any brand promotion would struggle losing four big players like that. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy. I mean, luckily for Finn Balor, it says that they said that he's only going to be out for about two to three weeks, so we don't have another carrying cross situation. So I'm thank I'm thankful for that at least. Uh, also on the show, like Alex said, we also had Io Shirai defeating Candice LeRae to successfully defend the NXT Women's Championship. Then. Tony Storm, one of my favorites, Tony Storm returned to NXT, and then we finally got the answer to all those mysterious vignettes about a former champion returning to NXT. I got it right! Yes, you did. You I called got it right! She Love called it herself. Ember Moon returns to NXT. Miss Chrissy, what did you think about EO versus Candice, and then the two returns to kind of Put a, a shot of in, in a shot of adrenaline or steroids to an already stacked women's division on NXT. Um, first, let's just say Takeover takes it home. Um, pulled it in for a win. Great, like they not only had a good uh, the the good match with uh, Roman and Jay, then they now have this pay per view because I thought Takeover was just too soon. But I'll take <laughs> I'll I'll chuck it up and say. I'm sorry, because <laughs> it was fantastic. Oh, my God, did I mark out when I seen him? And I was like, I finally, finally got out. And I didn't even hit no one up in the chat because I was busy. Anywho, <laughs> but I was so, so, so happy. My God, Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor. I mean, God, like when he got hit in the jaw and you seen him grab his face, I had to actually do, I didn't even want to finish the match. I had to go back to see it again because I wanted to see what I saw to make sure to see what I saw because yeah. I was like, wait, did he just get like, like really hit hard in the face? Like, and I thought it was just like the side, but it was actually his jaw and the, the bottom of his mouth, his face. And I was like, damn, like, it was like, dad, just when you think something that we just lost three players. Now we got four players. That's out. Like you said, we just benching everyone. We got to, we got to get a bubble and put everyone in the bubble. And just like, keep them here. like, just sit here. Don't move. Just stay right here. But um, happy to see the girls back. They delivered like, Eo, come on, like, like she's she's not gonna disappoint. Now, now she's gonna do this next. I'm just excited to see what's gonna what they're gonna deliver for the next one. Takeover was great. I, I'm really I was very very pleased with Takeover. This 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 Takeover, like you said, this one was Takeover for 2020. 
Yeah, I would say this or this or Portland. Portland had the advantage of having fans there. That's right, the only reason. Right. But I would say the the Capital uh, Wrestling Arena was beautiful. Like I felt, it, it felt I even I really better than it. the Thunderdome. I like that vibe. Perfectly suits NXT. I like it. I, I keep it there, and they had then they film NXT there too. I believe. Yeah. Keep yeah. it there. Don't do it. Keep there it there. From, for now on, I think they're moving away from full sale for now. Uh, the question I want to ask you before I move on to the other matches on this card is what return did you like better, Tony Storm or Ember Moon? I'll start with you, Alex. Yeah, Ember. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, That's no slight on Tony, right? But like, right. Uh, Ember coming from maybe not even coming back. Like, like that serious an injury with the Achilles. Um, also, like, I've always been like a huge Ember fan. Like her her in ring work is so so good, almost underappreciated, I think, yep. in many ways. And then she didn't really get the rub she should have got on the main roster. She didn't, right? Yep. Um, so I'm happy to kind of see her come back. Suits <laughs> her, man. Uh, you know, Triple H is gonna is gonna treat her the way she should be treated. And uh, for me, thinking about Ember Moon, Tony Storm, Io Shirai, like any combination of those. Yeah, that's like three pay-per-views set. Just do it. Just book it. It's fine. Exactly. And we still haven't got EO versus Rhea Ripley. Like they've kind of saved that in their in their chamber and now we got two more ladies. Exactly. Like it's just Rhea and Raquel. Like that's there too. Like there's so much going on there, man. And don't get me wrong, like Tony Storm has like the potential to be like the face of women in wrestling, full stop. She could be like the top the top player, in my opinion, like John Cena of women in wrestling, whatever you want to call it, right? <laughs> Tony Storm can't be that. She's like, I think she's 24, which is obscene, like that she's done so much in her career already. Um, so she's got that potential, man. But for me, for the feels, it was Ember. Absolutely. I I, I, I want to say that I was more excited to see uh, Tony Storm for sure in my in just that's just my opinion you guys uh, you guys if you're watching true hill he for a while i i'm kind of hit or miss with ember moon i like her in the ring but her promo work against asuka when we first started doing uh true hill he that's where she kind of lost me but i am glad to see her back like you said alex you know to, for someone to go through such a, a injury that they thought it was like career ending it's quite it's quite an accomplishment that she's back and she looks she had a little bit of rust on nxt but the, she's gonna get over that and ember versus io shirai is going to be a banger for sure sorry go on chrissy no, no, I, I was going to say, as, it's giving me goosebumps even y'all talk about all of those matches, to be honest. Like, it, I don't think either one will disappoint. I think they're all going to be great. And um, I was happy to see both of them, but I, of course I was happy to see Ember. And I was also happy that she was not on the main roster, that she came back to NXT, where she should have stayed. But, you know, who, who, whatever. It is what it is. I don't work there. They don't give, they don't pay me the bucks. So, you know, <laughs> I just do true hell eat. Um... <laughs> so but other than that um i'm ecstatic and i can't wait to see what's going to happen with these big ladies man i think it'll be interesting to see what you think sp3 like um as ember moves along like doing her promo work back in nxt because i think there's there's a lot of ill fits on the main roster with scripts and stuff right so yes um it'll be very interesting to see like what direction her, her character goes in from here because it's kind of like a new jump off um and just see what she can do man because like you said there ain't nothing no one can say about her in the ring yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you there. And she Get has her mouthpiece. Just she has one of the best her. finishers in the game. Period. She does. 
so takeover 31 also had santos escobar defeating isaiah swerve scott in a high octane cruiserweight title match like uh like alex said we had kashida looking dominant against velveteen dream and damian priest defeated gargan uh johnny gargano in a very hot opener and that was like the first match that i was just like okay this capital wrestling center is is an upgrade this is an upgrade <laughs> this feels this feels like a hot takeover opener and then mm -hmm. the whole wrestling the card just delivered anyone else you guys want to highlight before we move on from uh takeover 31 no man i mean in, I'll, make, I'll make it short but like for me i thought this was maybe gargano's best outing as a hill versus a big baby face because i felt like against keith lee it didn't quite click like and it's always hard to believe the little hill will dominate and work over the big baby do you know what i mean but <laughs> yeah um so that 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 for me works though. Like Damian Priest is just a fantastic worker. Um, I thought Velveteen Dream was getting written off. I mean, I, I'm not going to get into this too much, like, but I don't. No, feel, he's coming back. Yeah, I, I don't feel the same way about the guy. Like, I, I think a year ago, I was saying he could be like the next breakout mainstream star. Like, yeah. he, you know, I was like, he's got all of the intangibles, and now it's just kind of like, man, you need to go away. Like, it's just not. It's just not the same. So um, it was the right decision, though. And I like this kind of injection for Kushida. So let's see what happens, man. I mean, the two things that I, I will say about that match in particular is I've been begging for them to do more with Kushida. I think that it's a travesty that it took 18 months for his first takeover matchup. This guy was a star in New Japan. He should have been a star immediately coming over from NXT. He should have been their new Nakamura, in my opinion, because this guy is so talented. And with Velveteen Dream, taking even away everything that happened off camera Ever since his return, he just hasn't been the same. He just hasn't delivered what he was delivering prior to his I injury. I don't know if it has to do with the off-the-screen things, but he's just not the same performer to me. So I agree with you. I wish he would have got called off. But we will talk about what happened on NXT this week shortly. So yes, before we move on to this week in the G1 Climax 30 of what we missed, we got to bring in our resident true heel alcoholic himself, Mr. Top Guy JJ. What's yes, going sir. on? Fresh, fresh from, from, the, from punching the clock, you know, you know, got to make that coin, you know, got to make that coin before, before entertaining you, you, you heels or, or wannabe heels, you know. <laughs> What's hey, up, I'm Alex? What's up, brother? I'm good, man. You? You know what, what the hell, man? Like, you know, it was it's a pleasure to finally like talk to you. I watched y'all kill it on the last episode of True Hill Heat that I wasn't on, but you know, it's a pleasure to actually do the show with you. I'm slightly upset you came to my neck of the woods and you didn't even you didn't even knock me out. You didn't come see me, man. You, you know, you understand how big the UK is. Like, it would have <laughs> taken me like a couple of days to find your ass. Huh? <laughs> We're not even as big as Texas. You could listen, man. Listen, exactly. Enough for nothing. I was, I was trying to make babies, man. Well, <laughs> okay. Well, you got <laughs> man. you got him there. You got him there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you, you can't help. You can't help me with that, Alex. <laughs> that's that's really. Oh, God. <laughs> See, Alex was on when we had our, our co-host of Joints and Jabronis, and now you meet our resident alcoholic. You see how yep. this works. <laughs> oh, and, and, and right out the freezer, right? You see the frost right out the freezer. Gotta right love out. it. What a stable you've assembled, SP. Love it. 
try my best. Love it. I try my Love best. It. You hear that that cork pop every single time. It's such a beautiful sight. <laughs> so we gotta move on to G1 Climax 30. We had nights nine through twelve this past week. Night how, nine. How many days is this thing? Nineteen. I told you this oh last my God. time. I told okay. you this. It's it's not it's not, it's it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. <laughs> I see. It's so much. Re- I don't. I don't know how you do it. I really don't. I don't. I, I think Alex told me told me one time before on Wrestling Travels uh, podcast. He doesn't think I sleep because I have to, I have the twins. You don't. And way too much wrestling. You <laughs> everything, man. I, 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 I can barely watch all the WWE. I don't know you, what you're doing. That's what I'm saying. I, he, he said before he did the podcast, he was like, "I had a nap." I was like, "You had a nap? No, <laughs> really? Yeah, you. that's probably all he gets is naps. Uh, he don't get to sleep. Not 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 during the night. He gets he gets naps. But I'm usually up for J- Japanese uh, evening time to watch these two <laughs> climax shows. Uh, night nine highlighted by Cobb with an upset victory over Switchblade. We had Ishii defeat Taishi in a hard hitting affair, and Abushi defeats Osprey in a fast paced main event. Night ten we saw Tanahashi defeat Kenta in a great main event. Yoshihashi proves himself as the most improved performer in a loss to Naito. One of the best uh, shows of the entire tournament was night 11 as Will Ospreay defeated Suzuki in a thrilling contest. If you, if I can tell you guys, if you want to see one match that's going to blow your mind, it's Suzuki going move for move at 52 years old with Will Ospreay. And wait, 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 he's how old? 52, 52. years old. And he pulled out. He pulled out a tilt award no during this matchup. It was amazing. Uh, wow. J- Jay White defeated uh, Taishi in a very fun heel versus heel battle. We had Shingo defeat Abushi in one of the best matches of the tournament. Night 12, it was right uh, this morning before we recorded this, and that was uh, Naito defeating Juice in a star-making performance for Robertson, and Kenta defeating Tanahashi in a compelling closer. Chrissy Love, I go to you because you are you, you are popping your G1 cherry. Yes, pun intended. Um, hey, hey, I like where this is going what did you think of this week in the g1 <laughs> what match stood out to you the most um what was it offspray and uh who beat offspray who beat offspray ibushi offspray and ibushi. Uh, that one that one was, I, I thought offspray would have won but you know um <laughs> can i just say that you like he should be with on um he should be on the jersey show especially with um Paulie D and all of them. I swear he needs to be like one of their friends. Um, Cause I'm like, wait, he looks like he needs to be in Jersey with us with his hair. He looks, he's he's wet and juicy, like icky, like oily. But he can wrestle his ass off. And might I say, he was great. I agree with you. I really enjoyed his matchup with Naito. It was a, a star-making performance. If he's not already a star, he is definitely showing out uh, in this one. Would Alex, you say he's juicy? <laughs> <laughs> Would hey. you- I think we all, all three of us made a face like, oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Juicy, uh, we're gonna call him Juicy Juice from from now on. Oh, God. <laughs> every time you, say, every time you say the name Juicy, I'm thinking of Sons of Anarchy. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> uh, it didn't end up good for Juice either, man. <laughs> juicy, Juicy got done dirty there. No, no, no. Juice, Juice Robinson is the new Juicy J. He's taking over. He's taking over the scene. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
We also miss SmackDown with Roman Reigns challenging his cousin Jay Uso to Hell in a Cell with the highest stakes ever in a WWE match while Jay beat AJ Styles in the opener on that show. I will go to you, Alex. You just interviewed the number one contender for the Universal Championship, Jay Uso. So nice. what, what do you think is the highest stakes in a WWE matchup that this match is going to take place in? Don't know. It's gonna be. It's gonna have some family connotations, isn't it? Like it's gonna have some sort of like, I don't know. Maybe him and his brother aren't allowed, but I don't know on the same brand or back in WWE. It's gonna, I think it's gonna be something like that. Um, because what can Roman put on the line more than the title? And what can Jay bring to the table? Do you know what I mean? To risk from his perspective. So um, it will be something like that. Like he has to bow down to him and be banished or something i don't know man but um jay, jay uso is like such a nice guy to like to talk he to is. he was just like uh he's full of like energy and enthusiasm constantly for anything like yeah. just a nice guy um uh, like, i spoke to kyle riley last week as well so it's like a number one contenders week i guess <laughs> oh, nice um, uh, <laughs> yeah. alex is on fire over here right <laughs> I don't know, man. Everyone, everyone Shit, speaking. it sounds like you ain't have no time for my ass anyway. You over here interviewing championship contenders. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. JJ's making babies, and I'm, I don't know, man. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who talks to Alex gets a shot at a world title, apparently. But, but they lose. <laughs> hey, it's a start. It's a start. Yeah. Listen, you yeah. get them there. They just need to finish the job. That's hey, right. Jay, what, Jay's what? got another opportunity. So Was so. that the Chronicles with Jay Uso? It was uh, so, yeah. So I spoke to Jay literally the day before that came out, um, and it was cool. Like he was, just, he was just saying, like obviously behind the scenes, like, like Roman is obviously like pulling a lot of his own strings at this point. Like hey, I think Heyman is doing like the bulk of the writing, but like a lot of it is coming from the brain of Roman, which is cool. Like you know, isn't it funny how after all this time, and all of us have sat here banging our heads for years, going, "What? How are how are they getting his character so wrong? Like how is he so dislikable?" And then now. For the first time, maybe in this whole WWE run, he's actually got some control, and everyone's going crazy for Roman. Yes, so it's uh, it may hopefully open some eyes to it. Like maybe the WWE way isn't always the way. We've been saying that for a long time, friend. Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Might be true. Might be true there. Uh, yes. Uh, 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 well, not not for everyone. Let's just say that. Fuck. Well, yeah. oh. We've been we've been fans the wrong way forever. Like we haven't been saying that shit for the past twenty years. <laughs> hey, we, we we might be right sometimes. We might be right. Uh, just, just a little bit. We also saw Sasha challenge Bailey for the title this week on the WWE Draft Edition of SmackDown. We saw The Fiend attack KO at the behest of Alexa Bliss. And Sami Zayn outsmart Jeff Hardy to defend the Intercontinental title. Over on Raw, it was very newsworthy as... Mustafa Ali is revealed as the leader of Retribution, attacking the Hurt Business. I will go over to you, Top Guy JJ. You always have an opinion on Retribution. What do you think about the reveal of Mustafa oh Ali God, as the leader? No. God damn it. Go ahead, friend. I actually liked it. What? I actually liked it. And, and, and reason being is that when they are think they're learning. I think they're actually trying to adapt what storybooking is. Because when this initially happened, when the man in the computer room with the signals and the light bulbs, 
Yes. Everybody started pointing that it was Mustafa Ali, and then they just drifted all the way away from it. The shit disappeared, and now it's like it culminates, and it actually made. Now they have a real voice. They have a real leader. They have somebody that has been shitted on, that has been jerked out of title opportunities. Somebody that has been getting the short end of the stick from the WWE for God knows how long. I think this is the perfect person for this. And I am willing to give this a shot. I am willing to give this a shot because Mustafa Ali, from the vignettes that we saw, from the promos that he cut, he is damn good with his words. I am willing to give him a shot to see how he delivers when it comes to why he decided to put this band of misfits together. And they, they've been, like, I, once again, I say last week, they've been doing the work on Twitter. If they just give them a little bit of an opportunity to bring their Twitter game to the main screen, this would be just a notch better. Miss Chrissy Love, I see your face. I saw your reaction. What did you think of Mustafa Ali being the I leader? Gave, I gave JJ the, people, the people's eyebrow, and I'm like, um, I don't know. <laughs> Anywho, um, I'm not buying it. Um, so you mean to tell me Mustafa Ali got slap knucks and... Uh, reject this one, number two in here, and reject number three stand over here, and me and him all to say, fuck this, we don't, we want uh, and we got contracts, and now we're gonna stand here with Bane Mass? Who's, who's me and him? You mean Reckoning? Whatever. It's, oh. Again, reject number five in the back that's in the front with the lines in her face. I'm just gonna miss the whole voiceover of T-Bar speaking about the WWE filling their pockets with dirty money. I'm gonna miss that part because I'm gonna miss shitting on it every week because Mustafa Ali is gonna be the voice. Now, yes, his promo was good. However, I'm not buying it yet. Not buying it. Not for one second. I don't get it. You mean to tell me this man got all these misfits? Like I said, reject number five, six through ten. All of them, all now going to stand right here behind him, and he's going to be the, the one that gives him say, okay, yeah, go do that. Boo boo. I think, but you giving, you give, you looking at retribution. I'm looking at the leader of the gang. Looking okay, at the leader. Look, I'm giving the leader, the leader of the gang. And, and, and it makes sense because Mustafa Ali got screwed. He got exactly. screwed out of his, head of his WWE title shot. Kofi they Kingston was, able, like was able to go on Kofi Mania, and now he's getting his retribution. It makes sense that he is the leader. How beautiful would it be if Kofi Kingston, after his sabbatical of being injured, gets drafted to Raw and Mustafa calls that whole story out? I, now, okay, I will buy that then. If that happens, then well, yes, give I'm it a book. chance, Boo Boo. Give it a shot. That's always give it a shot. <laughs> give it a chance, Alex. I know you had a, quite the opinion. I will, I, will, I will give it a chance, but if not, you're gonna have to eat crow on this one, friend. Oh. I, I've been eating crow on fucking WWE <laughs> for the past couple months. I mean, we all, we all have. I'm still eating crow from thinking Keith Lee was going to do something after beating Randy Orton. But, you know. Oh, so yeah, no, friend. Sorry. See, see that one I got right. He was right on that one. Alex, you had a, quite the opinion on Retribution last time we had you on. What's your thoughts on WWE making one of the most babyfaced and likable people on the roster oh, a heel right. once again? <laughs> and I, I know you're a big fan of Mustafa Ali, so what was your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think it's an upgrade from what the story was, and I know that's not saying much. Because Thank the story, you, right? The story was the shit. Like, like the <laughs> not, not in a good way, in a bad way. Yeah, oh yeah, the worst way. Um, <laughs> we're not talking, you know, the names were obviously terrible to begin with, right? That They haven't really explained why they have these new names. But um, the contract thing still doesn't make sense. Like, nobody... 
Like, no amount of explanations from T-Bar, as great as his Twitter is, will we'll buy that for me. It doesn't make sense. No company in the world would employ someone to do that, right? They wouldn't. <laughs> so, makes no sense. And it's like in the draft this week, our, our Fox and uh, USA, are they both going, oh, well, we need retribution because they're going to fuck up our show. Like, that makes no sense. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. There's a lot wrong with it, right? But I'm just going to kind of take it from here. Right. I'm choosing to almost forget that shit now and just take it from Ali being the leader because I love Ali. I want to see that man do great things because there's great things in him. Yes. And like you said, uh, even like the photo he put up yesterday, I was like, you know what? If this is the story from here, I can buy that. Like all of them have been wronged in various ways. You know, we saw Dio Madden uh, get done over by Lesnar. No one, no one cared, did they? Like he, he stood <laughs> up. No one cared. No one went, oh man, Dio Madden, what a great guy. Now nah, he was gone. Uh, and then you you know like we could go through this all day you know we had Dijak as well on there and then Mia Yim getting screwed out of the shot and uh, Mercedes getting tossed to the curb by Rob Stone and all that like it just all of them have got a reason to be upset but maybe none more so than that whole Wrestlemania run man like that is life changing stuff I mean I kind of did forget about it but okay whatever It's like JJ said, Yo. though. They... It wasn't my fault. It was coffee, man. Yeah, we was going for the big thing. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> if, if WWE is smart, man, and they and they play on those strengths of, you know, what's drove Ali down this path, it could be good stuff. Like, you took my shine. You took my spot. That could have been me. Something like that. <laughs> that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and think about the draft that's coming up. I'm this sorry, is you got to push gonna behind be on... you, friend. Oh, no, that's my boy. He's allowed, he's allowed to take little strolls <laughs> oh. behind me. That's the black cat, you know? <laughs> that, that, that's my that's my Black Panther. You know I just I mean? seen this ta- this thing just like go like this. <laughs> that's, my, that's my Black that's my Black Panther. He's allowed to make his little strolls. But I'm gonna right. I'm just gonna jump. I'm, like, I'm calling this, this is gonna be the worst draft in the entire company's history because this is gonna be the least. Why shaking we even up draft. have it? This is gonna be the least shaken up draft. This is gonna have so little implications on the year to come because they have too many tight knit storylines that they need to finish. Yes. Yeah, well, we we will see. We will see. We will talk about it on True Hill Heat '96 for sure. Also I hate on the draft. Well, I yeah, we'll, ta- we'll, we'll we'll talk about the rules as well on this edition. Uh, we, we finally oh, saw on <laughs> the breakup of Murphy from Seth Rollins as Aaliyah Mysterio made the oh save for the disciple. Oh. Yes, the le- the less said about that, the the better, I guess. Uh, Randy Orton challenged. Oh. Uh, uh, Drew McIntyre <laughs> to Hell in a Cell as well. Uh, we also had Victory Road this past week. Eric Young defeated Eddie Edwards to successfully defend the Impact World title. Deanna Parraza took out Susie in front of Kylie Ray. And EC3 continues the mind games with Moose. Impact Wrestling this week had Eric Young once again attack uh, Rich Swan. Uh, this time at his rehab, Jordan Grace defeat the X Division champion Rahit Raju to set up a six-way match with those two, Willie Mack, TJP, Chris Bay, Trey Miguel for Bound for Glory and the Motor City Machine Guns defeat Ace and Fulton in the main event. So that brings us to our top news and yes, we have to talk about it. We have to get Alex's opinion on this one because this is like the biggest news of the week in my opinion. WWE is allowed to hold full capacity crowds 
in Florida, possibly. After the cancellation of WrestleMania 36 this week and no live events since March for WWE during the ongoing global pandemic, Florida Governor Ron, uh, Ron DeSantis made a decision on Wednesday to allow the Miami Dolphins to have 65,000 fans at their stadium for a upco- for upcoming games. He has lifted the fine against people not wearing masks, basically reopening Florida. This decision made by Florida which has been a hotbed for the virus at the same time having the most limited restrictions is a head structure for some i would say probably most uh john alba from uh spectrum sports reported with this decision wwe could also do the same bringing wrestlemania 37 to raymond james oh. stadium over in uh, over los angeles as was reported by gary cassidy last week wrestle votes also reported that vince mcmahon has been holding out hope to run a full capacity wrestlemania so you know this must be music to his ears and it should be noted that we as we have said before aew has been running limited capacity crowds for dynamite at daly's place in jacksonville uh, jacksonville florida so this decision may also bring full capacity crowds back to aew as well and it should also be mentioned that wwe superstars were high of high morale on the move to the thunderdome and following the return of roman reigns also wwe has let uh talent know that they are planning on traveling again outside of the thunderdome after their deal ends and so we shall see what any moves affect the morale but alex we gotta ask you what are your thoughts on this new order from the florida governor concerning wwe oh Oh, have fun with this um yeah like so without knowing the absolute ins and outs if there are any from uh the florida governor moving from nothing to full capacity is a move um yeah, I, I can't see how he's calculated that or come to that decision because, like you said, the, it's not as if Florida have had like no cases for an extended period of time, and he's gone, "Oh right, okay, well here's the next phase." It looks like they've just gone to the next phase. He's like, "Well, you know, whatever. We're not going to be at the mercy of it forever." Um, doesn't really make that much sense. But one thing I do know: Vince McMahon, of course, has great ties with the governor in yeah. Florida. Um, he does not have them same ties in LA, so if the you know, the chances are that he was going to be able to run a full stadium and it was going to be in Florida, uh, Florida. you bet your bottom dollar that he was going to take that. So uh, I'm not surprised by that. Gary, my boy Gary Cassidy came through with that news uh, last week. Man, it's uh, it doesn't make sense. And not a lot of it has anyway, um, in terms of like decision-making during this process. And I'm talking about, oh, here on my soil and yours. But I mean, it's... It, 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 I, Vince McMahon has just been gagging for a live crowds ever since really he wanted it for SummerSlam like yeah. he, he was desperate yeah. look how how late did they leave the Thunderdome before SummerSlam it was like the Friday days. before <laughs> it was like a week 10 days like and it was like oh shit probably gonna get in the Thunderdome like they've been he's been searching for the quickest way to get back to capacity crowds it looks like this is the way they're gonna do it man um he should get COVID like his friend Donald Trump well this is it I can't see it ending well I can't it's it's gonna end in tears but and Look at the White House. They get back there. If they're saying they could do full capacity now, then presumably, like the whole loop to uh, to WrestleMania is going to be Florida, pretty much, right? Yeah. Like so, Rumble, all of that stuff, Florida. I yeah, it just it doesn't it doesn't sound great to me. Hang on, if it's Florida. 
it, it's very it's very interesting to go from basically zero to a hundred real quick. Yes, to quote to quote a, a great philosopher, but uh, <laughs> it's it's gonna be very very interesting times in WWE for sure. Miss Chrissy Love, I know you always have an opinion. What's your? Uh, this man has to be the most richest idiot I've ever heard, known besides Donald Trump. Not only are you trying to have fans, do you not know that there are states that are getting second waves as it is? Like, they're shutting down places. They're shutting down. The whole White House is a freaking bubble of COVID. And you want to bring people together for sports? Like, I want to go back to normal like anyone else. Trust me. I get it. I'm sick of all of I'm sick of wearing masks. I'm sick of all of this. I hate it. With every being of my soul with my two children i hate everything of it however i want to live i want to be safe so there is light at the tunnel we can have fun soon if we all do what we're supposed to do but unfortunately we have idiots like this that are deterring us from having this fun and uh, making us progress and and keep taking us back three or four steps backwards it's like like you still have money, you still are making money. Like you're still doing what you you you. you what do you look? What are you going to lose? You rather put everyone in jeopardy so that you can put people in the stands? No, it's not cool. It is. It sucks and it's sad that you can't see that this is a real thing and you can catch it and you and you him as a person of a certain age can die from this. Like, <laughs> like what is wrong with these people? Like you. you you don't you he obviously does not care because again people got tested for it people got it they they weren't being safe no one was wearing masks no one's social distancing is like come on dude and then the, the governor he ugh, that's another idiot like we but we already knew that they were all friends they're all trying to like it's yeah. all it's all it's all it's all it's all sad it's really really freaking sad I, I'm, you, hit, I, I, you hit the nail on the head then like they're all friends man they're all, they're just all friends. They're all friends. I've been saying this since day one that they are all friends. Cole, call your friends. You can get the doctors there. They can give you that. All you got to do is give him a phone call. Like he's been on the. He's been on Wrestle, WrestleMania. He's been on Raw. Like that's his friend. Like he shaved his freaking head for his friend. <laughs> just saying. It's 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 one hundred percent true. Uh, JJ, what's your what's your thoughts on WrestleMania possibly being changed from Los Angeles? Are you happy that Tampa are may get WrestleMania thirty seven to make up for missing out on thirty six, or are you disappointed that it's not going to be in Los Angeles this year? Absolutely fucking not. Like this is like Vince McMahon has to be the greediest billionaire I've ever seen in my fucking life. Like he, like oh my, he's losing a piece of that extra five, six hundred million that he has in the bank. So oh my God! So you know what we got to do? We got to put thousands upon thousands of lives in jeopardy because we want to run the fucking Royal Rumble there. We want to run payback or whatever you want to call that shit that they have in between WrestleMania. They want to do all of this extra shit and have, they want to have a 65,000 seated payback event. Like, and it's like, yo, any chance that he sees green 
he is going to tackle it. Like, screw you, L.A. L.A., you screwed L.A., not me. L.A. screwed L.A. Because y'all ain't letting me fill up that SoFi Stadium. <laughs> so I'm going to Raymond James. SoFi, you're fired. <laughs> oh and my I'm God. going to Raymond James, bitch. And, and it's like, yo, do you even realize that you're going to potentially kill thousands of people? Because people are gonna like people are gonna clamor at the, the the mouth as you said, Chrissy. People are dying to go to an event, so this shit will sell out. There will be people arms length of each other. There will be people that is you know how tight those seats are in them stadiums, yep. Yep. and they're gonna be on each other because they yep. can't wait to get out. They can't fucking wait. And you knew the first person I was going to do this was going to be Vince. You knew it was going to be him. It was just a matter of what city, what place is able to do this, and who wants to make the quickest buck but don't care about people's lives. This shit is a, I, it's a horrible, horrible thing if this shit takes place. Ain't no way in hell I'm going. Hey, I, I, and I can't wait to go to WrestleMania again, but not next year. Not next year. I can say I did think that Florida did get snoobed out of the whole WrestleMania. I did I did say that because of the whole COVID. However, I let's just do it. For, we didn't have to have LA for next year. We could have did Florida. If everything went well, we could have still saved it in Florida and go to LA the following year. But no. He doesn't. He No. It's, you know, it's Vince. Vince. The show must go on. You know it. You know it. He's always gonna go go on. That's why I was like, yeah, yeah. I would ask if WWE is gonna take this, you know, step by step and ease it in. But we all know they're just gonna go full speed Zero ahead. to a hundred. Like, damn, you didn't even say they could fit thirty two thousand in there. Right. They they could do thirty two thousand. They just said, you know what? We're going full capacity. We are getting our full load off. Come <laughs> to bring sixty five thousand potential new cases like it, it, it's insane but they, they didn't even want to do it like how the football the first football game was with hell like but some guys, people in the stands like is worse what makes matters worse is that people are going to travel to this yes they are people are gonna come from all facts of life people will come from the uk people will come from new york people will come from chicago people will go and then bring their contaminated asses to all of these states, including our homes, and it's just like, oh my god! Like, like we just spent the past seven months. months trying to heal this shit, and you are just gonna start the pandemic cycle all over again. I, I say this, you know, but like, it, it's clear that he doesn't even think about. So obviously, like, there's so many people that will go there. You know, you might be asymptomatic, right? And it might not even directly affect you, but you can carry it back to people that it will affect and kill, right? This is a yeah. match. Owen Hart died in his ring, and the, and that show ain't stopping. He like this. This is a man who really doesn't think about anything but the show. Like he, his little world is purely wrestling. It's which is actually staggering when you think about people have died under his care. Um, and then he's going to do this, man. Like JJ just said it perfectly. It's literally. It's not just about who might get sick in the stadium, and it's going to like fly everywhere again. Like it could be the, one of the main causes, and, and we're going to see it. We're probably not even going to get there. Because they're going to have these Dolphins games and other things in Florida, man. And it's I'm certain it will kick off before then. I would love to be wrong. I would love there to, you know, for things to die down, but it won't. We we all know that to be true. 
we gotta we gotta wrap up this conversation and moved on to our next topic but alex brother we thank you for joining us on the show this week i i appreciate you i know you are a busy man with your 101 hats that you wear being the face of uk wrestling journalism so please sir tell them where they can follow you on uh social media everything you're doing with talk sports inside the ropes let the people know at home so uh alex m underscore Talksport is the handle for twitter and instagram but like my instagram is dead like unless you want to see my kids and like like my story today is roast potatoes that's what it is they were good though they were good. <laughs> I, I was hey. going to say, uh, we need you on True Hills BTR so I can actually hey. make those roast potatoes. <laughs> they are some strong spuds. But, um, <laughs> yeah, mate, obviously Twitter's the main game, but like talksport.com forward slash wrestling is where you'll find all of my interviews in written form. Inside the Ropes, their YouTube channel is where you'll find them in video form. Uh, and like I said earlier, I will have an announcement next week on an upcoming show that I have signed on to. So that's interesting too. Mondays, hey, hey. Mondays of course, is my radio show. Um, which is 7 till 9 on TalkSport 2. And, uh, yeah, man, that's pretty much me. And uh, as you can probably hear, my daughter's going mental. So, so is mine. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they kids uh, need their daddies. They need yeah. their daddies, man. They, they, you make babies. I'll go deal with the ones that I've already created, my friend. <laughs> yeah, you see, you see, you, ahead, you see, you just ahead of me in all facets, man. Like, damn, you getting interviews with top people. You making babies already, you know? <laughs> thank you so much for joining us alex as always and we're sure we're gonna we are would love to have you back on in the future yes. but i know you got big things going on so we're gonna stay tuned on all of that good sir yes. thank good you luck. you're my favorites man thank you very much Bye. thank you alex. Yo, it was a pleasure brother so we got one more uh topic before we welcome in our next guest but we got to touch on this real quick before we get her on uh the latest on wwe's ban of third parties and backlash from superstars and unionization um wrestling Wrestling Inc. reported that WWE is rumored to be making superstars sign new contracts to hand over their cameo accounts. Wrestling Inc. also reported that Vince McMahon uh, sent talent an email this week uh, reminding that they have until uh, this coming Friday to sever unauthorized relationships with third-party platforms and that talent was told this week that WWE would be taking control of their Twitch accounts. Former Democratic candidate Andrew Yang stated last friday that he had been told by wwe talent that the company was forcing them to sign new agreements in order to sign over their twitch accounts wwe will own the accounts which includes accounts under talent's real names and talent will receive a percentage of the revenue which counts against their downside guarantees page and selena vega became vocal on twitter in regards to learning about unionization following these reports coming out as as well so quickly guys what are your thoughts on the latest regarding wwe's ban of third-party accounts and the money affecting their downside guarantees meaning wrestlers will make no extra money i will start with you jj i think sometimes when a company tries to take they it's like they want a little too much control like a little too much control mm-hmm. i get that obviously you're a mega company you're you you obviously 
don't want things that is maybe not the, in, in the company's best interest because we have kind of like, and I'm in a big company too. Like we are in a place where there are certain guidelines when you are being followed, when you're in a big position of things that maybe you shouldn't or shouldn't do. But I think you need to trust your people that they're not going to do a matter of such. Right. It, yeah. it, 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 it gives you a freedom of, it, it gives you some respect. It, it gives you that feeling of respect and it gives you that feeling, all right, this company actually values me and trusts me. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to take my accounts that I created and that I worked on, that I actually have thousands upon thousands of followers, y'all didn't give me those thousands of followers. I worked for that. I did that. Exactly. So now you want to take control of that and now you want to namesake it and potentially trademark it for your own being and your own good. I just hope that, honestly, I just hope with all of that, that there's a contract in there for them that mm-hmm. gives them some type of gain in order for them to, to, to seize the control of their personal accounts. Because I think that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Like, you're not supposed to take somebody's personal accounts and, and literally just say, you know what, um, just because you work for us, we're going to take control of these accounts that you created. Yep. I just don't, I don't find it to be something that is logical. I don't find it to be something that's ethical. I, I, I think it matters how a, a, a company treats their employees. And I think this is a little too much. This is a little too yep. much. Do they got a union? Like, like how they got like the basketball union and like the people's in charge of the union? Like, do, is that anything with the, for the wrestlers? I, I think at the end of the day, like, I'm not exactly sure as far as the contracts. I think that they're independent contractors, but I definitely think that that's more of an SP question as far as wrestlers and their contracts and how that operates in that manner. I think they're independent contracts, but I'm not exactly sure. I'm pretty sure that there might be a small union behind them, but I'm not sure how strong it is. Yeah, oh, yes, I mean, that was my question. There's yes. no, there's no union. They're they're independent okay. contractors, and What's basically, up? the whole dispute is like if WWE owns their real names, if they right. can do any of this, and that's why people like uh, Paige and Selena Vega have been like looking into unionization to see right. what type of uh, things they can like compact this because they're very big, both of them on uh, Twitch. So mm-hmm. I think. I think it's something that we're going to continue to talk about over the next couple of weeks. But do you guys think that there's going to be any significant uh, backlash from the talent in regards to this? Um, uh, if they determine to put their foot down, some of them might strike or just walk away. Because you're, you're, you're taking my life. If this is my private account and I'm supposed to be making money from this exactly, why do you want to take it? Yeah. Why I'll, you, give you, I'll give you. I'll give you five names whose Twitch accounts and whose other accounts actually are really big outside of dealing with WWE. You have Xavier Woods. Yes, knew that. You have Lana. Okay. You have no, Lana. not Xavier Woods because WWE owns Up Up Down Down. Right. So that's. What I'm, I'm just saying. I, I, I'm not because he. No, he does. Uh, he does streaming services on Twitch as well. With but Tyler I think, I think WWE owns that as well. They even own, when Tyler Breeze, even when Tyler Breeze joins yeah, them, because that's under the up, up, down, down umbrella. So that's all. That's all WWE. Because I also know that Paige is huge on Twitch. Yeah, Lana is huge on TikTok. Yes, and then she's starting to get Nat, She's starting to get Natalia Nat, yeah, yeah, yeah. on mm-hmm. it as well. And now that's going to start to get the other ladies on there because you're going to because because Lana is friends with a lot of these girls. Yes. 
and, and Lana, as crazy and as dumb as they make her look on TV, she's hella smart social media wise. So Lana's avenue outside of the WWE is social media. So yes. WWE is main is like a few names that they're trying to grab because they know how big some of those accounts are other in, in other areas besides is very, very them. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like I said, that's gonna be something that we're gonna debate over and talk about over the next couple of weeks. But I want to get your guys' initial opinion on the letter that went out this week in Pacific. Oh, and AJ Styles is also yeah. huge on Twitch as well. Yes, AJ Styles has been vocal about what's been going, what's going on, on, but, on yeah. but he's the one guy that's not gonna really be affected because he's got a big contract oh, with AJ WWE. AJ fucking paid. He just got himself a fucking uh, a, a custom made i nine computer geeked out <laughs> processor that cost thousands of dollars, and that shit just probably got wiped out in a match. Yeah, he's 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 good. <laughs> he's good. He has got nothing to worry about. So, before we get into your guys' favorite time of the week, where we talk about week 49 of the Wednesday Night Wars, we have our second special guest of this episode, a first on True Hill Heat. We've never had two special guests, and we got two of the UK like uh, like alumni of wrestling media. We had Alex McCarthy, who just joined us, and now we have an uh, interviewer for, for WWE. We and AEW talent. She is a presenter for Sports Kita. Most recently, she's been one of the voices and interviewers for Revolution Pro, one of the top independent promotions in the UK. She covers it all from WWE to New Japan to AEW. She's up at the at the crack of dawn with me watching G1 Climax 30. So I appreciate her 100%. <laughs> she is the one, the only, the lovely Stephanie Chase. Thank you for joining us. Woo! Oh wow, that is awesome. That was that an awesome introduction. Thank you so much and thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the only the only advantage you have with the G1 is that yours don't start at like 3 a.m. Yours start at like 8 a.m. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, so, when you stay up for Dynamite the night before. Oh, yeah. That's when it catches up to you. When you're up until 3 in the morning <laughs> watching Dynamite. I, oh, I yeah. understand oh, yeah. if, you're, if, you're, if you're tired today because I am as well. <laughs> That's why when I was when I went away to the UK, when I went to go see my lady, I was like, I can't do the wrestling stuff for two weeks because I ain't staying up until four in the morning watching wrestling. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> like you just sleep when there's no wrestling on. So <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's like it's like one day a week, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> You'll make it work. You'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it if you get that. So, Stephanie, we always like our special guests to kind of introduce themselves. So, tell our viewers, our subscribers, a little bit about you and what you're doing in the game, besides of what my my great introduction told them about you. <laughs> well, well, I think your introduction covered everything. <laughs> yeah, I work mostly for Digital Spy, interviewing people from WWE uh, and AEW. Uh, I interviewed Sami Zayn today. That was really cool. Um, and Love it. Yeah, he was so nice. Uh, and a lot of those interviews I put on my YouTube channel, Stephanie Cheers Wrestling. Um, there's a lot of fun ones on there. Um, 
like Jericho, Michelle McCool, uh, <laughs> Finn Balor, uh, Damian Priest recently. Um, and then, yeah, as you said, I've recently been working with um, Revolution Pro Wrestling, Rev Pro, over in the UK um, on their most recent shows, which has been really fun. I've been doing a bit of, um, I don't know what you would call it, like a, I'm kind of like the analysis before the match that gives you like a little bit of background, a little bit of detail about what's going on. Um, and yeah, and aside from that, I do some pre presenting for Sports Kita as well. Yes, you're 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 my sports Kita sister, so I'm very happy to have you on the show, Stephanie. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I'm very excited to be here. So we we had to get through all the WWE stuff, but we got a little bit more WWE to to talk about because <laughs> we got week forty nine of the Wednesday Night Wars between WWE NXT and AEW Dynamite. For our viewers, you know this is your favorite time of the of the show where we tell you the ratings as they just posted up, as well as what happened on both shows, and we just we let you know what was the better show for the week. If you don't like our opinion or Stephanie, you can always watch Wednesday Night Warriors with the good brothers Romeo and Chris where they give you a detailed analysis of both shows and they determine what they thought was the better show but Miss Chrissy Love you want to hit the drums so for week 49 of the Wednesday Night Wars WWE NXT comes in with 639,000 viewers to AEW Dynamite with 753,000. Once again, AEW Dynamite wins, but both shows are down significantly from uh, last week over on WWE NXT. I think the big news, what we touched on earlier, is another injury in a very scary moment. Ridge Holland had to be stretchered out, seemingly hurting his ACL following a brawl with Oni Lorcan. We had Ember Moon returned. Uh, she cut a promo making her claim for the NXT Women's Championship and teaming with Rhea Ripley to defeat uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez in the main event. A great epilogue for the main event of TakeOver between uh, Balor and O'Reilly. We had Maverick, uh, Jacob Maverick and Killian Dane got their first win as a team and some excellent or horrible theme music to, to go along with that. <laughs> uh, and we had Dexter Loomis, Miss Chrissy Love's favorite, made his return to in-ring action with his spooky, spooky face. But over on... No, spooky sexy, you know, teach us on. AEW Dynamite we had the special celebrating Jericho's 30th anniversary, which featured uh, video messages from Ultimo Dragon, Bully Ray, Gene Simmons, <laughs> the Big Shaq Diesel, Laker Great. One went away. Uh, by this time, we're NBA champions, but, you know, to each his own. Uh, and was highlighted by a video message from the one, the only, the ace, Hiroshi Tadahashi yes. of Japan Pro Wrestling. A TV match of the year candidate with a brutal dog collar match with Cody being yes. uh, Brody Lee to become the new TNT champion. We had Brian Cage defeat Will Hobbs to defend the FTW championship in a fun opener. We had FTR defeat TH2 to defend the tag team titles while the Young Bucks watched uh, from from backstage with their back turned to the to the to the TV monitor, which was an hilarious moment to me. And uh, followed by best friends coming down to challenge FTR for next week's anniversary show. We had two really good promos from. 
Archer and Moxley setting up next week's world title match featuring pictures from New Japan Pro Wrestling and Wrestle Kingdom 14 match earlier this year between the two men. Also a nice promo from an in-denial ex, as I like to call him, Kenny Omega, who uh, <laughs> who is uh, upset, seemed, seemed pretty upset that a tag team wrestler, Hangman Page, is in the number one contenders tournament. Swole defeated Serena Deebs and Jericho and Hager defeated Chaos Project following MJF uh, came down and interrupted to another tease of their feud. So what was the better show this week? We had the post takeover 31 episode of NXT or AEW Dynamite with Jericho's 30th anniversary. We will start with our special guest, Stephanie. Let us know. Oh, it was Dynamite 100%. (laughs) I mean, it was a celebration of Jericho. So firstly, I was, you know, that's the best thing you could put on TV. And secondly, the the Cody and Brody Lee Dell collar match was amazing. So yeah, no contest, hands down, Dynamite. I, I I think you could tell by my 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 analysis of 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 both that I had a very little to say about NXT and then everything on AEW yeah. was kind of noteworthy. But we will still ask Chrissy Love, what was your thoughts AEW or NXT this week? And wrestling's defense for last night's ratings, they were up against a lot. Just saying. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Picture in picture was very hard for me at last night because I was watching so many things on television. So um, my answer is AEW, of course. Duh. However, um, it's 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 NXT. It, they just got the short end of the street. You know, I got full straws. They just got the short ones last night. Just had to say. Sorry. Um, they did have good things that did happen. Yes. However, unfortunately, we had Jericho night. Um, we had the dog collar match, which is, I'm not going to say about that until we talk about our matches for a, um, AEW's first year. And, um, goddamn, Amber Moon with that finisher last night, ugh, superb. The Eclipse did look beautiful first time in a while. We saw that. And Top Guy JJ, what was your opinion? The better show for the week, AEW or NXT? I mean, come on, NXT wins by landslide. Get the f- yo, yo, NXT. <laughs> I think NXT forgot that they had competition on Wednesday. <laughs> like I, I feel like they didn't pay attention to what transpired, and it's like this was probably one of the laziest episodes of NXT I've seen in quite some time. This show was pure filler. This was all filler to me. Like the be- the opener would have been the best thing in the show with Kushida and Tommaso Ciampa. This I'm giving I'm giving NXT some vocals because they're not going to get much more after this. AEW show to me was just loaded from top to bottom. Like yep. it was just loaded. Like AEW brought it, and I literally think I just said it off conversation. I feel like WWE's response to AEW Dynamite is going to happen tomorrow night on SmackDown Live because I, it just was like they what AEW what NXT put together last night. It was a thrown show put together. This looked like a show that was affected by the pay-per-view because no one that performed at TakeOver essentially performed on NXT the following Wednesday. It was literally all the subs that came through and just did an NXT show, put it together, and just prayers goes to to, to, to Holland because that, it looks, oh my God, that looks scary. It looked like a compound fracture. 
it, it looked like it was scary. When you see somebody slowly fall like that, I just pray that he gets back to full health because that looked scary. Mm-hmm. It looked so damn scary. But AEW, this wasn't even a contest as far as what was a better show. I just hope that 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 Tim Holland gets better quickly. Rich Holland, sorry, Rich Holland. Yes, we 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 hope that uh, Rich Holland <laughs> is going to be well uh, following that very very scary injury with that howl at the end. That was that was probably the scariest thing about that injury to me. But I agree with you guys. I'll make it unanimous. AEW wins for the week. Um, I really enjoyed on NXT the opener with Champa and right. Tashida. That was really good, but it had a a blahs finish with uh, Velveteen Dream coming down. So the one good thing, the one really good thing on the show was kind of ruined by the end, but that match ruled. But the yeah. best match of the night by far was Cody versus Brody Lee. That was brutal. That was bloody. That was a great match. And I, if, if it had a crowd, that would have been a classic, an all-time classic. But it's something that I'm definitely going to remember because Brody Lee, he finally got to have, I feel like, the match he's been wanting to have mm-hmm. since like since he's the beginning of his WWE career. He said he, he lives for matches like that, and that was brutal. And I don't think Brody lost anything by losing no. the title. I know I know online there's a bunch of fans that's like, oh, Cody's just another Triple H or another Jeff Hardy, but I, I mean Jeff Jarrett, but I will say this, the 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 promo that he cut saying that he was very happy to be in front of fans, that was so emotionally driven, that was great, and then the follow-up with Orange Cassidy coming down, Orange Cassidy, they have done a great job of making a star with Orange Cassidy, so in my eyes, a little, pr- a little prediction or spoiler for next week's anniversary show, I feel like Cody just won the title to transition it over to Orange Cassidy because Orange Cassidy can't really afford another loss after he just lost to Brody Lee for the TNT Championship so it felt like with that whole segment that that whole segment was five stars in my opinion but with Orange coming out at the end I think that Cody is just a transitional champion in my opinion to kind of move it uh, over to Orange that's what I at least I hope for Um, I really enjoyed the opener Will Hobbs looked like a star and Brian Brian Cage, we were reminded that Brian Cage has probably one of the best arsenals in professional wrestling. He has so many unique moves for a guy of his size, and that was just a, a plain old horse fight, as you like to say, and you love to see that one. The main event was probably the only thing that I felt kind of disappointed, but that was more or less an anniversary type of type of uh, main event. It was like a dark, a dark match that was on television. It was just a celebration of Jericho. Jericho got to play a babyface for once. The crowd was into him. And then I love the little tease with MJF. The the pop that I got of the of the whole night was the end credits with Jericho doing everything like it was Saturday Night Live. That was awesome. And the whole heel, every heel. That's what I didn't notice until after the fact when I saw the picture online that it was only heels that came down and kind of celebrated with them. So I love those little touches. Those little touches are very nice. And I love what they're leading to with MJF and Jericho. So that's very fun. But the other thing that we gotta mention from last night's Dynamite is what do you guys think of the significant New Japan Pro Wrestling presence on this week's AEW Dynamite following the announced departure of Harold Maid? We've had uh, rumors and people coming out that, you know, AEW talent as well as New Japan talent are very 
confident or very optimistic about the future of a relationship between the two companies. We had Moxley and Archer use the pictures from uh, Wrestle Kingdom. We had Tanahashi with the big New Japan logo doing the video message. So what do you guys think? Stephanie, I will start with you. I know you're a big fan of New Japan and AEW. So what were your thoughts on that kind of presence on last night's episode? Well, I thought it was really cool for a start. It was so cool to see uh, Tanahashi on the show. Um, as far as whether I think anything's changed immediately, I'm kind of not jumping to that conclusion. I think things will definitely get better now that Harold's gone. I think he seemed to be kind of the problem. Um, but I think with, um, with Tanahashi, I think he would have done this anyway and been allowed to do it anyway because it's Jericho and they do love uh, Jericho no matter what um, and I think they would have uh, if it's something that Tanahashi wanted to do they would have totally seen the value in him doing it um, as far as the Moxley Archer stuff um, the match didn't be referenced, didn't surprise me but I guess the use of photos kind of did um, it was like just more like blatantly New Japan than I had seen before so yeah, I don't want to get like too optimistic that things are better between them, but it certainly looks like it could be going that way. And it was just um, to me as someone like that's such a massive New Japan fan, like watching Dynamite and seeing people react to Tanahashi being on the show um, on Twitter and stuff. I just thought it was amazing. Like it just you know showed um, how much people do value New Japan and how important New Japan is. And I don't know, maybe if AEW or um, and New Japan are both looking at the reaction to that, it could bring them a little bit closer together as well. Yeah, because they're both two companies that really uh, put reverence into what the fans think, and you you felt a, a sense of excitement among both fan bases with that with that presence on last night's show. Uh, yeah. J JJ, what was your thoughts on Tanahashi's message and the presence of New Japan last night? You know, Tanahashi's my guy, man. I, I love Tanahashi. So it kind of is like when you see like that door just like crack. Like the door the just cracked. Door. Like it cracked. It finally cracked after like two years. It feels like it finally cracked after all this talk. I mean, in the beginning, I was kind of just hoping that AEW did their own thing. I think I was I think I was pretty loud on that. Where I, thought, I just wish that AEW just built their own foundation, which I believe they have firmly done. In their first, you know, year plus of of being an existing company, so now if this could potentially open the door for like two juggernauts to come together to really have some dream situations really come true, like I am all for it. Like if you're going to tell me there is a goddamn chance that I could see Jay White and Kenny Omega in the ring together. I am getting a wrestling orgasm just thinking about that. <laughs> like, it, 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 the, the possibilities that can come from this, it, it is mouth-watering. Like, this, it, it is a dream scenario that wrestling fans deserve after the shitstorm we got of 2020. We deserve to pretend even just to think that there's a chance that something like this can come to life. Yeah, it might not happen for a while, but shit, the door cracked. I feel like if they did one super show a year, it would be oh. so amazing. Oh, and God. Like, you know, when you were a kid during the Monday Night Wars and you thought like, yeah, but what if we could just get WCW and WWF? Like, what if we got 
Goldberg versus Austin. Like, if you can get two major companies like that, <laughs> money. Take my pounds. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you could just get two big companies, especially two that wrestling fans like, let's say, take more seriously than WWE, perhaps that's like more hardcore to come together just even once a year for a huge super show to make some dream matches. It would just. There's so much money to be made. There's so much money. I I just feel like the the Harold made uh Harold made size portal just opened up. It just opened up just a little bit between AEW and New Japan, and I love to see it. But we gotta move on to the rest of the news before we uh close things out with some G1 predictions and our top three moments of Dynamite's first year. WWE news: the WWE draft rules came out uh just by Ryan Satin of Fox Sports. Congratulations to him on that new position. Uh, over 60 male superstars, female superstars, and tag teams have been placed in the 2020 WWE Draft. More than 20 superstars are eligible to be drafted on Friday night. More than 30 superstars are eligible to be drafted on Monday night. Due to the length of each show, for every two picks that SmackDown selects, Raw will get three picks. Tag teams will count as one pick unless Fox or USA Network in conjunction with WWE officials want to pick one superstar from the team and any undrafted superstars will immediately be dr- be declared free agents and able to sign with the brand of their choosing. Uh, Chrissy Love, I will ask you, who would your number one pick of the WWE draft be? Do I have to pick? Because I hate the draft. Just yeah. pick anyone. Just pick anyone. Your number one pick from WWE draft. You have the number one overall pick. Who are you picking? Can be any brand. I will even give you NXT. I will even give you NXT. No, I'm not touching NXT. No, no, (laughs) sir. Absolutely not. Um. Uh. Uh. Okay. Um. Let's go with AJ Styles. I dig it. I dig it. I like. I like that. I like that pick. Inside the ropes reported that WWE was planning on booking Drew McIntyre versus Tyson Fury for a UK pay per view prior to the current global pandemic. I think Stephanie, you could tell us better than than we know. How big would have that been in the UK for a Tyson Fury Drew McIntyre matchup? Um, it it would be like Tyson Fury is a really big name, but. Like, Drew McIntyre is not a big name. Um, He's not a household name. Um, I don't even think that when Tyson Fury uh, worked with WWE in Saudi Arabia that it actually got that much press over here. Um, Certainly, it's not not as much as they want it. For a one-on-one match, it would get press, but I think a lot of... uh, It would leave a lot of um, boxing fans thinking, what the heck is Tyson Fury doing? (laughs) You know? Um, So, like... It would not be that big a deal uh, at all, you know, really. It, it wouldn't be like Floyd at WrestleMania or something. True. It, 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 it's not going to, that kind of thing is not going to reignite the product in the UK. Like maybe Drew could, but that kind of gimmick stunt is not going to, I don't think it's going to do much for them. Yeah, I think I think we in the US eat up this type of stuff more than you guys, <laughs> honestly. No, <laughs> uh, like, using the celebrities like these random football players and stuff like with us it 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 doesn't really work as well 
eh, you know, give and take. <laughs> Renee, Renee Young returns to WWE this week for Fox's SmackDown pre-show. Uh, she will host along with Booker T prior to the WWE draft edition of SmackDown on Fox. WWE puts out conflicting tweets in regards to whether or not NXT will be a part of this week's draft as well. And uh, WrestleVotes reports that there will be uh, multiple ideas about removing the Money in the Bank briefcase from Otis and make the storyline a main focus. However, Vince McMahon is the number one Otis fan, so nothing has passed as of yet. Uh, Top Guy JJ, do you want the briefcase off of Otis, and who would you put it on? No, I don't want the briefcase on Otis because this is something that 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 has a year stories of <clears throat> that has a year story to build on. So Otis doesn't need to do anything with it for another few months. So I, I like the fact that they're getting him in the ring more. He's been on TV a lot more. He's been involved with SmackDown a lot more lately because once he yeah. won the briefcase, he was on SmackDown for a little while. Then he took a lot of time away off TV. So now he's gaining his relevance back, and and now that the champions, like it, it just didn't feel believable that he would have been able to take the title off of Braun Strowman. So now it's like now the title is away from that monster, and now he can do some sneaky stuff to one of these other potential champions or sneak in there. But then it's like, do you want to take the title off of Roman to ruin that? It's just it's conflicting. But then now, what? Where do you put this briefcase? Now I would say like, and I my thing is I would have drafted my number one draft pick would be Otis going to Raw. Because now you can now make Otis now go after the WWE title and not interfere with the whole Roman Reigns story. Correct. Because Otis does not fit on SmackDown right now where it is played. And then Otis gets to go back to his baby. There you go. Reunite some lovers. He's, he's he, Top Guy JJ is all about love on this episode. Uh, yep. <laughs> WWE has added another member to their board of directors in Barstool Sports CEO Erica Nardini. Uh, Ronda Rousey, our Lord and Savior, only has a few months left on oh, her WWE God. deal as it expires in April of 2021. <laughs> uh, despite reports that she. Hey, over here. Looks huh? Ronda, Ronda's still making that WWE money. She, 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 she. I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm just calling her by her nickname. And uh, there has been reports that she has been training to return to the ring. Uh, and then finally, SmackDown ratings were up again to 2.155 million viewers, while Raw was down against uh, two Monday Night Football games to 1.686 million viewers. AEW News. Yeah, it's tough. Fightful Select reports that they spoke with talent in AEW over the last week, and according to them, most who haven't worked in Japan very much don't consider the development of Harold Maid or departing New Japan Pro Wrestling as a primary concern of theirs and haven't heard much discussion about it. The consensus is that everyone who is aware there was some bad blood on both sides of the split when much of New Japan's talent left for AEW, while a top talent said it will not hurt things with mage uh having alienated english-speaking talent um what did you what was your thoughts stephanie on harold mage's basically uh, reputation of sorts when it came to uh how he handled the whole aew introduction and how it seemed like the guys in aew wanted to form their partnership immediately and he just wasn't receptive to it um i think he handled i think he did handle it badly 
but it's definitely easier to say that in retrospect now that we knew now that we know what they became i think harold was um pretty good as far as english speaking things go i think he was really great for the fans as well but um i just think that there's kind of um as great as the young bucks and kenny are though they were also um kind of not taking over new japan in a way but they were kind of injecting like a lot of themselves into, into new japan that took away from the actual japanese product a bit and i think harold kind of saw that and um i think harold maybe thought that their egos were kind of getting too large and that they were at the end of the day like just some foreigners that were brought in and um but he could have been more diplomatic with them for sure and then we'd have a partnership already so um yes it is like you know you read that he he did alienate the english speaking talent which is odd because he seemed to really embrace the english speaking you know fans and just want to be yeah. so i think harold was um a, a good and bad um new japan leader but he certainly did a great job during the pandemic and i was shocked when they asked him especially after doing such a, a good job, I think, um, during the pandemic. Absolutely. I know Top Guy JJ felt the the same, but I think I think as more time passes, we're going to hear more and more stuff about why this came to pass. I think this past week kind of shed more light on it. We'll talk about it a little bit as well with the New Japan news, but AEW's final news note is Chris Jericho during his uh, Saturday night special says that he was supposed to face Mike Tyson at AEW All Out prior to plans being scrapped. So we could have saw Tyson versus Jericho as they teased uh, on that Dynamite episode following AEW Double or Nothing. New Japan News, New Japan, uh, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that Mage had a a reputation among the American talent, at least, of being divisive. He was said to be disliked by them as time went by, even after making a good first impression. So, like like uh, Stephanie said, it just seems kind of jarring because he was very welcoming to like American and English-speaking fans. But it seems that behind the scenes, he wasn't getting along too much with the American talent, which has kind of become more prominent in New Japan over the last couple of years with Omega, J white uh will osprey and and others like that but this week as well new japan announced this week that uh the world tag league 2020 and the best of the super juniors 27 will kick off on november 15th and run through december 11th so we got more tournament action more wrestling for you miss chrissy love are you ready for more tournaments from new japan i guess so we got how many more days left Hey, hey, we got we got about uh, thir- uh, seven more days left of the G1 Climax, and then you get a few weeks off, and then you got more tournaments to come. What? Yes. Yeah, man. See, see, at least, you see, at least the, the cherry got popped, and you get a breather, and now, and now, you know, it, it's time for some more good old wrestling, you know? Gotta okay, love it. sure. You, you gotta love it. Impact Wrestling News, Impact Wrestling announces a new TV deal with Premier Sports TV in the UK and Ireland. Uh, We have other wrestling news with MLW announces the return of the Opera Cup with their fall restart. They also have a new TV deal in the UK and Ireland with uh, Sports Channel. We saw a huge fallout on Twitter this week with Ethan Page backing out of Joey Janela's spring break following a dispute over payment for trading cards sold by GCW and all 
All Japan Pro Wrestling Champion Carnival 2020 Finals had Zeus defeating Kento Mirahara to win the tournament. So that brings us to our prediction time, a preview of the G1 Climax 30 this week. Four big shows coming up this week, and it will really determine what happens on the final three nights, who will be in the A Block Final, who will be in the B Block Final, and what two competitors will meet on the 18th in the finals. Uh, Stephanie, any overall thoughts on this year's G1 Climax 30 before we get into predictions for what's going on this week? Yeah, um, I've been really, really enjoying it. And I think that Jay, Jay White has had such a great showing in this G1. Um, as someone that's always been a really vocal Jay White fan, what I have noticed this G1 is so many people are, are turning and just jumping on that bandwagon now. All <laughs> these people. All these people that told me that his matches were boring or that they had all these different problems with him or that he wasn't connecting or whatever are just suddenly turning around and saying, oh, you know, Jay had a really great match. Oh, Jay was really, Jay's really been working his, like, uh, mannerisms and Jay's... And I'm just like, yeah, to me, nothing's changed. It's just you've all missed him and are now uh, opening your eyes. <laughs> So I, I did love your 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 prediction because it seems to be like hovering over the uh, surface and the behind the backstage uh, interviews, your prediction of JY versus Evil for the finals. And it seems like their interviews are kind of like teasing that with uh, Jay kind of upset with how Evil reacted to Kenta in their match and not giving him the too sweet. And then Kenta responding and saying that we don't all fall behind Jay White. So what was your, what's your thoughts on those? Uh, interviews kind of teasing your prediction uh, for evil and Jay White. Sorry, I yeah. lost you a bit. No, um, yeah, I, I really think that's where we're going. Um, I don't know if we're going to go there in the final because I just think people might be disappointed in that final, not because of Jay, because of evil. Because evil's not really had the best showing, like, evil's not the best wrestler. Um, but I just kind of like the overall like presentation and character of, of evil. but um, to me, yeah, there is a lot. There is a lot going on with with Bullet Club to be looked at. I think the Kenta Evil match really showed that, and some of the reactions from the Bullet Club members online after the Kenta and Evil match. And I just think that uh, why would you have Evil have TikTok when Jay has Gato if you're not building up to like these two men coming together facing each other with their seconds? and just sorting out who's the leader once and for all. And I think when that happens, that will be um, a bit of a turn for Jay because I think the fans definitely prefer him to Evil. I mean, he just plays such a cool heel. I've been loving him making fun of the restrictions of the fans with his mocking of the clapping and everything. He's been awesome so far in the in the J1 climax. Uh, <laughs> so on October 10th, G1 climax, A block uh, night. Uh, I think this is night 13 in, in Osaka. There's so much damn wrestling. It's too many nights. You can't even remember the numbers. So many. And we're going to have Ishii. <laughs> Ishii going one-on-one -on -one with Jeff Cobb. You're going to see Jay White versus another Bullet Club member in Yujiro Takahashi. You also got Osprey versus Taishi. He's going to fight one of his friends? Yes, yes, he is. He, we're going to see if he... If He's he... going to lay down. He's going to lay down for that one. <laughs> he, he, he should. 
he should. Yujiro's been having longer matches than he needs to, so I, I think he should take the day off on that one. <laughs> we also got Osprey versus Taishi, but I gotta get your uh, predictions on the top two matches, as it's gonna be Koto Obushi going one-on-one with Minoru Suzuki. Stephanie, I talked about in our What We Missed, how Minoru Suzuki had a stunning performance against Will Osprey, 52 years old, going move for move for one of the fastest wrestlers in the game, but this one against Ibushi, you know it's going to be hard-hitting, so who you got, Suzuki or Ibushi? I've got Ibushi, just because it's Ibushi. Um, I'm always... <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I love Ibushi, but I really love Minoru Suzuki so much, and I'm always sad every time he has to lose. I wish he had, like, one, you know, amazing, like, later live run of... Um, uh, like winning the heavyweight title or something or like getting to a G1 final, but I don't see that ever happening. Oh, I'm going with Koda. Who you got, top guy JJ, Obushi versus Suzuki? Wouldn't this be some New Japan shit if Minoru Suzuki pulls this upset? Like, <laughs> it would just be some straight New Japan stuff, but I cannot, okay. I cannot go against Ibushi. Like, I- Ibushi at some point, like we, he's gotta get his Wrestle Kingdom moment. Like it, it's gotta come sooner rather than later. I'm going with Ibushi. Miss Chrissy Love, across the board for me. You're going with Ibushi as well. I am. I'm going to be the oddball on this one because I wanted to because because I think because right now Ubushi will be going into this show as the A block leader and I think we have to make everything really close as we go to the final nights and I think this is where Ubushi takes another loss to Suzuki in this one but it's going to be a really good matchup here. Uh, we're going to have in the main event. First time ever. This one is what I like to call a certified banger extreme, as it's going to be Shingo Takagi going one on one with Kazuka Okada. Uh, Takagi has honestly been the A block MVP in my eyes. He's had the what? best two matches of the tournament against Ibushi and against Osprey. Uh, Jay White has been kind of the the standout heel, but when it comes to in ring action, Shingo has been the guy. And but Okada hasn't been Okada since the whole. Ret- turn from lockdown and we've kind of seen his whole storyline is more about him focusing on his new style of winning over what works for him and that's the rainmaker we haven't seen the rainmaker yet but we've been seeing him constantly go to this money clip that doesn't work his cobra clutch does not work but he seems to keep going to it but will he pull out the rainmaker and who wins shingo versus okada we'll start with you top guy Shingo's been something special in this tournament. Shingo has been something special. And, and I think that he, he continues this wave and pulls a massive upset and actually defeats Okada in this tournament. Mm. Who you got, Miss Kersey Love? I'm going to go with Okada. Keep it, keep it simple. I think he'll pull it out. Stick with, the, <laughs> stick with the formula, right? Yep, stick with them. Oka- yep. Okada wins, LOL. Uh, <laughs> stick Stephanie. with the formula. Um, I am going to go with Shingo. Um, I think that Shingo's been fantastic. They're really high on Shingo. If there's ever a time that you can beat Okada, it's now that he's going through the storyline. And I think that this could be the last straw for Okada. I think his opponent after this is Ishii. And uh, that's an easy victory for Okada. Um, mm-hmm. So I think like he beat, he gets beaten by Shingo. 
snaps and is like, okay, the experiment is over. <laughs> Rainmaker Ishii. Rainmaker Rain Ishii like 22 times. Yeah. <laughs> keeps, he keeps hold of the wrist, as, as we've seen over the years. And uh, I'm going to tie things up here, and I'm going to go with Okada winning this one. And I think I think we're going to see a one match earlier than, than what Stephanie's predicting. I think he might pull out the Rainmaker to finish uh, the, the, the Dragon, because he's going to have to, honestly, in my opinion. On the 11th, we got B-Block competition back in play zsj will go one-on-one with yoshihashi who in my opinion has been the most improved performer of the entire g1 uh you got yano versus kenta you got juice versus sonata tadahashi versus goto but i gotta ask you guys about the main event of the evening it is a rematch from summer struggle in jenku where tensu Naito defeated evil to regain the iwgp intercontinental and heavyweight titles this one is evil versus naito part three who oh wins who wins the rubber match we'll start with you stephanie evil. i think evil wins it um i think it makes more sense for evil to win it um then it will make more sense out of him losing that title so quickly to give him this win and probably top the b block so that i get my uh prediction final. Yes, this would this uh, Naito is coming into this as the B block leader, so that would actually tie things up at the top with him and Evil, and Evil would have the tiebreaker. So who you who, ha- who do you have in this one, Miss Chrissy Love? Okay, so wait, so both both people both of them have won a match, correct? Well, Naito is the leader. He's five and one going into this one, while Evil is four and two. So if well, Evil no, against each other twice already, correct? Yes, yes, and they're one okay. and one. One okay, um, I'm gonna go evil. Go with evil. Agree with Stephanie. The ladies are going with evil in this one. Uh, as I've said before, not many ladies in the world can overcome evil dick, and it seems like most of the New Japan roster cannot <laughs> as well. Who do you got, top guy, JJ? I'm going with the ladies here, man. I this I like this only makes sense for evil to stay super relevant inside this this, this going into Wrestle Kingdom season just to make things more suspenseful. Naito can afford this stuff to happen to him. Mm. Naito can afford this, totally afford this, and this keeps evil super relevant. I'm going with evil. Yes, Evil is coming off a big win over Tadahashi on night eleven, uh, on night twelve. So I'm gonna also agree with you guys and say Evil wins in the main event of night fourteen. And has night- ever Naito been picked 04 in a match? It, it's very rare. It's very rare, buddy. This is the time. <laughs> October 13th, A Block has its last regular night when it comes to competition before the final night for the A Block. And we're going to see Osprey versus Jeff Cobb in a rematch from G1 Supercard. You're going to see Obushi versus Yujiro, Shingo versus Taishi. And I will ask you guys about the top two matches of the A Block once again. You got Minoru Suzuki versus Jay White, two of the best heels in New Japan going one on one. Who you got, Miss Chrissy Love? I'm sorry, you said Jay White. Who else? Minoru Suzuki. Jay White. Jay White. Jay White. He's going with Jay White. Who you got, Stephanie? Well, firstly, my heart's going to be torn in two between my love for Jay White and <laughs> hard men in their 50s. <laughs> it's got to be Jay. It has to be Jay. 
It's gotta be Jay. Yay. Who do you got, top guy? So, before I give my prediction on that, shout out to Jeff Cobb getting his biggest win in the entire tournament a couple of days. Like, biggest yes. win I've seen Jeff Cobb get in New Japan. I've been calling him out this entire tournament. He got himself a huge win. So, props to Jeff Cobb. But going back into this match, God, this one is hard. <laughs> wow, this one is hard. Oh, my God. How does Jay White escape this match without getting injured? Mm. So, I, I'm going to go Suzuki lost. We picked Suzuki to lose in his last match. I, 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 I want Suzuki to have a strong tournament as well. I'm just going to be the oddball. I want Suzuki to win this match. I want Suzuki to have strong relevance in this tournament still. This man is 52 years old, and the matches that he's putting on in this damn tournament, he deserves a swan song finish, damn it. I want Suzuki <laughs> to win this match. I predicted Suzuki to beat Obushi, so I'm going to go with Jay White in this one. I think he's he needs to be in the running for the final night of the A block. And then in the main event, it is a battle of chaos members. This is another certified banger extreme, as is going to be Kazuka Okada going one-on-one -on -one with Tomohiro Ishii. These two have had nothing but great matches. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii actually defeated Kazuka Okada in the G1 a couple of years ago in a five-star classic so who do you got in this one Ishii versus Okada it seems like everyone in the tournament has their best match against Ishii as we said on the last uh True Hill Heat he's like the video game boss where he takes a couple of hits before he even sells anything and I think it's going to be the same against Okada who do you got Steph uh I've got Okada he's pulling out that rainmaker for the end <laughs> this will be the match who do you got top guy me, 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 and Stephanie's right here. I'm going with Okada pulling out that Rainmaker out of sheer frustration after losing that last match. That Rainmaker is getting blasted five times in this match because he is going to be pissed off. <laughs> oh, uh, Okada, I, I can't beat it. I can't vote against him. I'm going to agree with you guys. Unanimous Okada gets the victory over Ishii, but this one is going to be great. And then the final B-Block night before we get to the final three nights, it's going to have Kenta going one-on-one -on -one with Yoshihashi, Juice versus Zack Sabre Jr., Naito oh. versus Yano, which is always a whole lot of fun. Will the Sublime Thief get one over the IWGP double strap champion? You got Goto versus Evil. But I Yano gets on my damn nerves. I just <laughs> Yano <laughs> gets on my damn nerves. Why? Like he's a thief <laughs> in the night that just steals matches out of thin air. Like it, it's it's a thing of art, but he just gets on my nerves. But it's a beautiful thing. But you have to give credit to him and Goto making history this past week with the shortest match in G1 history. 18 seconds, Goto defeated uh, Yano, making history. Gave both of those guys a night off, so that was beautiful. Uh <laughs> I'm, Goto gets on my nerves, so anytime I don't have to watch Goto, I'm happy. So. <laughs> <laughs> Goto's one of those one of those guys, and he's had like a so-so tournament. That's why I said like Yoshihashi's been the most surprising because I felt that way about him, and he's kind of exceeded my expectations throughout this tournament. 
Uh, but we will ask about the main event of B Block uh, on October 14th. It is going to be Hiroshi Tadahashi going one-on-one with Sanada, our very own J News Japan. He predicted Sanada to win the entire B Block, and Sanada has been on a run. He's been he started out 0-3, and he's won every match since then. So who wins this one? Tadahashi versus Sanada. I will start. I will start things off on this one, and I will. I will agree with Jay News. I think Sonata has to be in the running for the final night. So I think Sonata's going to win here and he's going to continue his win streak. Who do you have, Stephanie? Oh, this one's really hard. Um, I think that uh, I would like love to have all the points in front of me because if it was a case that Sonata, if he wins this, was taking like was pretty much taking the block then I'd say that Tanahashi would be winning to prevent that so it's kind of a it's more a mathematical thing but um, I'm going to go with Tanahashi because um, I, I just kind of feel sorry for him um, <laughs> today <laughs> be beat by evil so yeah he can beat Sonata it's fine <laughs> I, I just want to say that the Tanahashi's hair has been one of my highlights of the entire G1 yeah, Climax. We've been talking about his hair for like ever, yep. <laughs> immaculate. It's immaculate. I, I come up with different phrases. It's remarkable. It's amazing every time. Seven stars. Who do you got? <laughs> Ta- Tanahashi versus Sonata, top guy. I mean, look, man, I've been wanting swan songs for a lot of people in this tournament. Somebody's got to have a tough tournament. Tanahashi's had a tough tournament. I think it continues. Sonata pulls this one off in a really, really great match. Probably Tanahashi's best match of the entire tournament, but it will result in a loss. I will believe that Sonata pulls this off. Tana, somebody's got to have a tough tournament. I think it's Tanahashi. Aww. And Chrissy Love finishes off. We got we got two for Sonata, one for Tanahashi. Who you got, Miss Chrissy? Sonata. For um, win. Going with Sonata here. So we will see what happens, what shapes out in this week of the G1. And we will be back on True Hill Heat 96 to predict the final three nights of the tournament. But our final segment is devoted to AEW Dynamite. It has been one year since the debut of AEW Dynamite on TNT in Washington, D.C. on October 2nd, 2019. We have seen so many great matches. I recently did an article for Sports Kita giving you the 10 greatest AEW Dynamite matches of year one, which, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, coming in at number one, in my opinion, was the Iron Man match between Pac and Kenny Omega from uh, this past February, but we saw the parking lot fight with Best Friends and uh, and Proud and Powerful most recently. Uh, we saw stuff on AEW Dynamite this week as well that was kind of uh, great moments of the first year. But we will That's give each of us our three top three moments of AEW Dynamite's year one. I will start with you, Stephanie. Hit us off. What do you think? Um, do you want all three, and do you want them in order? <laughs> uh, you you can you can whatever you want to do. You can put it in order, or you can just say what you feel. If you don't want to put them in order, it's up to you. <laughs> um, I'll. I'll I'll kind of put them in order. So I think my lowest of the th- of the top three moments would actually be when Mike Tyson appeared to confront Jericho. 
Okay. I'm not saying it was a great moment, and I'm also not saying that I like Mike Tyson at all, but there was something, you know, about the kind of buzz that it created that I felt like they had arrived. Yeah. You know, um, it was it was coming at a time when um, like Mike Tyson was putting himself back out there in the media, and then AEW had him on Dynamite, and it was with Jericho, and I just think it it as a idea and how how it was executed it all just worked to kind of give aw that bigger feel of like okay we're not playing we're gonna we're gonna do something like this um so yeah i put that in there um and then i'd also say the backstage match that i think happened in about may um with the inner circle and um when Matt Hardy ran over Sammy Guevara. Yes. That was just really, really great. Um, really great. Um, I think that they do kind of, um, they mix violence with like comedy spots pretty well. They showed that in Stadium Stampede. Um, and that was just a great match to, to have on Dynamite. Um, but my number one would be Cody and Wardlow in the cage. Absolutely. Uh, I thought that, that match was incredible. I really like I, Wardlow. I honestly think Wardlow is the future of the company, but it's just not not right now. Um, I'd even give him more than a year, but I think he's he's the future. I thought that match was great. Cody is. I don't think any wrestler in recent times has made me cry as much as Cody has. He <laughs> that emotion out of me. Um, and that match, there was just a tremendous visual of him on top of the cage. Um, then the promo that he did afterwards, everything about it, it was just like everything you love about, about Cody. It was quite like the match we had this week, but a little bit more on the like, you know, emotional side. Because this week when the match ended, I just thought, oh no, is Cody going to make me cry at a promo? But then he got... <laughs> So, <laughs> but he definitely did that week. So, uh, that was a great match. I, I love all your choices. I, I definitely had some crossover when I was debating what I was going to make my top three moments, but those are perfect. The, the, the moonsault off the top of the cage, probably in everyone's top, at least top five, top 10 greatest moments in AEW Dynamite in probably wrestling television. That that whole episode was was stellar from top to bottom. Though, And I said in my article for Sportskeeda, the month of February from AEW was, was the best wrestling television I've witnessed since the Attitude Era, in my opinion. Uh, top Guy JJ, what is your top three moments? Oh, mine's is going to be a little bit on this, like, all right. <clears throat> mine's, I felt like that, I have to say a match. For me, one was a match. That that pack and that and Omega match was the bar setter for me. Just, just, just a, seeing that, just in, to appreciate matches was, oh, my God, it was a thing of beauty. And I'm going to cheat a little bit with number two. <laughs> the, like, Cody... I'm just going to say Cody. <laughs> Cody has been... Damn, Cody has been good in this year of Dynamite. Like, he has been amazing. Yeah. So, like, the fact that he has... Obviously, the, the promos, the moments, the matches, because I want that dog collar match in these moments so bad. 
mm-hmm. then I don't want to give two of his moments to be dog collar and then the 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 match against Warlow. I just want to say Cody in general, and I'm biased. <laughs> I am totally biased with my number one is the gift of Jericho, baby. Like Chris Jericho, when he he, he his segments with the inner circle mm. have been the most precious thing that I've seen on wrestling television in forever. So I'm putting mine in collections because <laughs> AEW has been so damn good for the first year for me that I don't want to cheat cheat out so many moments. Like AEW has been something special and those are just the ones that stands out for me. I want that match. Give me Cody and give me the gift of Jericho. I'm cheating. <laughs> I see that. I see that, but I res- I respect it. I respect it. Miss Chrissy Love. Um okay, so my number 3 would have to be when uh, Rip Baker was in the in her office and she was making uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Rebe- 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she can do no wrong. Rip Baker is so 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 good, and then her being injured even just made it even like I feel when she got injured, she was like on TV even more. Yeah. If that makes sense, I think she was phenomenal. So that she would be my number three, especially when it was in the uh, the dentist's office and she was making Reba just go all over the place and just she was just screaming at her. I think that's my number three. My number two would have to be the street the street fight with proud and powerful and best friends. Yes, that's, that, that's my that's I, I I there was it was icing on the cake. I don't care if it was recent; it was just beautiful, and I just loved every minute of it. It's just from just it was just phenomenal um the ending mom made it even better at the ending um so that's why that had to be number number uh number two my number one would have been the uh inner circle match with sammy guevara um getting chased down by matt hardy with the golf cart however after last night seeing AEW in that uh um, what's the match? The dog collar match? Oh yeah. my god! Yes, I, it was. It was a showing. Like it was over. It was over. <laughs> like throw it away. Take it all. Take me as I am. I've seen it all. That's my number one. Call. I don't care if it was a few hours ago. I love it. I love all you guys' picks. All your guys' picks is right on. Everything's a little bit different. I love it. Um, Can I just give an honorable mention? Go ahead. The state. Of 2020, we deserve better from MJF. Yes. Oh promo. my god! Yes, oh yes. my god! Promo yes. of the fucking year. Yes. <laughs> that promo was definitely amazing by MJF. I will give an honorable mention as well before I give my top three. Uh, Hangman Page deserves uh, some praise, and his his the one moment that I remember the most that I was just like he's a star was when he was feuding with the Young Bucks, and he helped he had to help them uh, from an attack from I I think it was a Butcher and Blade and the Lucha Bros, and he told Matt Hardy uh, Matt Jackson to hold his beer. Hold his beer. <laughs> Hold his beer and, and yeah. beat everybody's ass, and then took the took the took drink, his beer drink, back. 
deserves an honorable mention within itself coming in at number three i will go back to the first ever dynamite episode i was there in washington dc and the formation of the inner circle that yeah. the the big moment that came out of that and in retro i know when i first saw it i was kind of off-putting we didn't know how we felt about jake hager jack, jack swagger but it turned out beautifully and what they've given us over the past year which is brings me to my number two which is the entire buildup to Cody versus Jericho between yeah. the the Cody promo uh, putting his putting the if he's going to get a title shot ever again on the line the contract signing with Jericho wearing the pumpkin suit uh, <laughs> them attacking Dustin Dustin's arm the the promo where Cody said he was going to break the imaginable barrier that he can't go up there to the glass and break in the glass and then Jericho saying I had a ticket just great stuff from top to bottom but most of all the Jericho inner circle promo package the vignette where with with uh soul train jones one of the greatest comedy vignettes in wrestling television history i will put it right up there okay. and coming in at number one is the march 18th aew dynamite that was the first dynamite after the pandemic it started with the elite with the great promo kind of putting everything into a capsule talking about the state of the united states and how it kind of mirrored what was going on with the elite in turmoil with hangman page whether he was a part of the group or not whether they were going to do the blood and guts match against the inner circle then we had in the middle of the show brody lee debuting as the insulted one which completely turned around the dark order which was one of the, the man the one negatives about aew that they completely flipped on its head and then the final image of matt of broken matt hardy debuting on that episode march 18th aew Dynamite against all the odds. That was one of the most memorable episodes of the entire first year of AEW Dynamite. Mm -hmm. So that is our top three collective moments of AEW Dynamite's first year. You guys watching at home, put down in the comment section below what you guys thought are your top three moments of AEW's first year. But that wraps up another edition of True Hill Heat, True Hill Heat 95, a plug for our lineup on our YouTube channel. We have continued coverage of the G1 Climax 30 on J New Japan. Nights 9 and 10 are up on the channel right now as well as 11 and 12 reviews uh we have our takeover 31 round table review with our good brother top guy jj along with the crew that's up on the channel right now i joined the stat king over on a special of dark power reviewing impact wrestling victory road 2020 we also had an all new true rewind featuring the hbk tell me a lie music video as well as medusa throwing the wwf woman's title in the trash on one week of the Monday Night War so check that out an all new Dark Power Wednesday Night Warriors and AE recap will be up on the channel uh, this weekend and we have a new true rewind for the go home show to starcade of 95 that's going to be up on the channel next week stephanie chase thank you so much for joining us on this episode appreciate you coming on yes amazing you thank did. you so much for having me it was so much fun and just quick plug on that True Rewind. I swear to God, if you don't watch anything else on that True, True Rewind episode, watching SP reincarnate that promo of Goldust <laughs> is a thing of motherfucking beauty. I literally, I literally, I literally cried. I literally cried in the Yo, middle of doing that. Like, I was 
dying when I watched that shit. I was like, thank you for watching that garbage, but it produced that. <laughs> we produce magic on True Rewind stuff. We would definitely want to invite you back on to the podcast. I would love for you to come on our G1 Climax Finals uh, roundtable that we're going to do when everything ends as well. But tell the people at home where they can find you online, social media, and everything that you're doing. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Stephanie M. Chase. That's the same on Instagram and on YouTube at Stephanie Chase Wrestling. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. You were great. You were awesome. You, guys. you made me switch up my top three as well because you stole a lot of my moments. <laughs> I will say that. You, good ones. you pick good ones. Yeah. <laughs> So you could uh, follow us on social media, the True Hills group page, uh, True Hills, True Hill Heat. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Miss Chrissy Love, where can they find you on online? I am Lisa Sage, Miss Chrissy Love. You can follow me on IG and Twitter at Miss Chrissy Love underscore Chrissy Love. Um, or you can just follow me via Facebook, uh, just uh, Crystal Lynch. Awesome. Top Guy JJ. Right, and Instagram, you can find me at TrueHill underscore Top Guy JJ. Facebook, you can simply find me at Justin Johnson. And yes, Stephanie, it has been an absolute blast having yes. you on here. Thank and you. I love having the ladies on the show with the knowledge of wrestling. It is such <laughs> a sight to see and sight to hear. And I know there's a breath of fresh air for Chrissy Love because, you know... <laughs> She, she carries us a lot, you know, so, so you know, she, she's got some assistance. So it was, it was probably great for her to finally get some support, you know. <laughs> Me too. I have another woman to talk wrestling, it might as well, because I never have that either. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> That's why we got to have you back on for sure. <laughs> so you can follow our partners, Wrestling Travel on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our sponsored partners, Warrior Wrestling, Battle Club Pro, uh, as well as Mission Pro. Pro Wrestling Thunder Roses promotion that we are now sponsors for on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uncanny Attractions on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Stephanie Chases. Subscribe to her YouTube channel for all her great content, as well as our other special guest of this episode, Alex McCarthy. Follow him also on Inside the Ropes and Talk Sports. If you're in the UK, listen to the radio show on Mondays from 7 to 9 p.m. Of course, you got the Jimmy Macaram YouTube channel where we're reviewing TV TV shows like Ozark and Umbrella Academy. Okay. Of course, there's Chrissy Love's favorite YouTube channel, My Battery is Dying, and you can listen to True Hill Heat on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you listen to your favorite audio podcasts. So until yes. True Hill Heat 96, for our very special guest, Alex McCarthy, as well as the, the beautiful, the lovely Stephanie Chase, thank you once again for joining us. Ooh, thank you, Stephanie. <laughs> for Miss Chrissy Love. Later. For Top Guy JJ. Of course, you guys know to like this video, share this with all your wrestling fans, subscribe, and push the bell to stay notified for all the great content. For True Hill Heat 95, it is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. We are signing off until next time.